pivotal, piv, something, damn it. You're going to edit this out, right? Monday, December 11th, and you are listening to Just a Bit Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Chumpy Crash Reynolds, and this is my lovely counterpart, Adrian Bertazoid Townsend. Whoop. And Santa Claus is coming to town. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited. I had yeah. to finish that for you. You finished a sentence that I thought was finished. I love Christmas, man. <laughs> Who doesn't? All man? in that spirit. Christmas is good stuff. <laughs> it is, especially when you have kids. To, oh, yeah, man. To Oh, that's the best part to me is is seeing what they get and having them get excited about it. I didn't realize uh, having kids that are, you know, autonomous and, you know, old enough to get around and explore things, how difficult it is to keep wrapped presents wrapped and under the tree. So, yeah, yeah, it's, no, I agree. it's largely impossible. I we don't we don't we don't even wrap the presents until the day before Christmas Eve. I don't put them under the tree until they're in bed. Right. So they have no opportunity to because see when them. they get out of bed, like it's, I, I'm sure your living room just looks like a and like a Super Smash Brothers round. Yeah, it's it's pretty messy, but it's fun. Yeah, and they're in here, you know, before uh, dawn, waking us up, trying to get us out there. And then you're like, Don, get up. <laughs> but I remember doing day. it when I was a kid, trying to wake my parents up. Oh yeah, it was too early. You know, four thirty, five in the morning. Yeah. But so what I usually end up doing is being like, okay, I'll do this. They want to do it. I don't want to make them wait, you know? Oh, sure. And I, I'm going to have fun watching them open stuff. So we go out there and do it. And then, uh, then I take my nap after that. Cause Adrian is a nappy boy. I had nappy boy. If I stayed up all night wrapping presents for sure. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, I'm going to get you a shirt that just says Merry Birdazoid Christmas on the front and on the back says rap until I'm napping. <laughs> Don't do the WR though. Just do RAP. I know. I know. You put all your presents in rap your own. Until I'm napping. Cut, you put all your presents in a custom beatbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that idea. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan, we're going to get this thing started off. Let's do it with some air punches. <laughs> what have you been playing? I've been playing. No, you haven't. So I've been (laughs) playing. Sorry, go ahead. I've been playing Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is it good? It's so good, man. Now. It's Bethesda. So, of course, I, you know. Have intimate feelings for it. Yeah, but it's. Honestly, I, I. Wolfenstein has always been such a cool franchise and has always been such novel storytelling and so interesting and connected and uh you know intricate but and i even had high hopes for this game and it is still even better than i expected it to be really uh yeah it's so good you should be so jealous that i bought it and you didn't (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited to get in there and play it i really am I've, i've heard nothing but positive about it yeah it's i enjoyed the uh the previous one uh wolfenstein the new order is that what it was called? I don't remember. Was it New Order or Old Blood? Old Blood was the... It was an ex- expansion. Like an expansion, right? yeah. Like a DLC? Uh, which I haven't even finished that. I think I'm halfway through that. 
But the New Order was good. I did power through that. I had a good good time with it. The storyline was good. Everything about it was really good. I don't know that I had the same, you know, real high praise about it that most people did. Right. Um, it just still felt like a first person shooter to me. Well, um, I mean, and, it, and it does, yeah. you know, this one doesn't, I mean, it's as far as, you know, the, the intuitive, you know, groundbreaking controls and all that, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. It's, it's nothing you know, like I said, it's nothing groundbreaking. It's nothing brand new or, you know, like crazy mind blowing. But as far as like a really well made, polished first person shooter, especially from a company like Bethesda goes like it's it's a high quality, fast paced, entertaining game. OK, so you say fast paced. One of my hang ups with the first one was I wanted it to be more fast paced than it was. And it was in a lot of parts. But there were some certain parts and in particular, I remember you were in a prison cell or something and you have these big guys that are tough to kill and you have to do something specific to take them down. I don't remember what it was, but they'll 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 murder you quick. Um, well, yeah. And I mean, there are some sluggish points like that, but you had to do a lot of stealth stuff like there was a lot of sneaking around and you have. Uh, drone bots that flash with flashlights on them. They're trying to find you while these big guys are yeah. patrolling the area. I didn't enjoy that part at all. You know, that's whenever I started the game, uh, there were like, there was like a whole list of difficulty settings. Yeah. Uh, the first one had a picture of your character with like, uh, like, a, like the old like a baby. Yeah. Like with a pacifier in his yeah. mouth. Yeah. And he had the little cap on. Yeah. And it was like, you know, like, don't hurt me daddy or something like that. That's, that's a direct callback to those old school, um, uh, first person. Shooters. Oh yeah. 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 I and then the stuff. next one up was like, uh, like, please don't shoot something yeah. like that all the way up to like a grizzled, like bloodied up BJ. Uh, and I, what hurt me more, something like that, you know, <laughs> something like oddly masochistic. Yeah. Uh, and I started relatively high. I was like, you know, I'm a veteran Bethesda player. I'm a veteran first person shooter. I was like, so I'm going to do this. And I lasted um, maybe two minutes. Wow. <laughs> I I mean, I just, I just got my ass handed to me right out the gate. Yeah. So I, I kept kind of tapering it down because like the hardest difficulty is for more like stealth players. Okay. And then as you like taper down, like the easiest difficulty is still like a fun, relatively challenging game, but it's more of like a run and gun. Like you're the, Chances are you're not going to run out of ammo. You're not yeah. going to lose a gunfight. It's it's just for the sake of uh, carnage and blasting through the game. That's what I want. Like, so like I, Doom, the new right. Doom. Have you played that one? I haven't played it yet, but I've that watched some, fast some, some footage that's yeah. just nuts. Yeah. You know, uh, so I, I ended up tapering my difficulty down, down, down until it got to. I mean, it's it's laughably easy. Yeah. But I'm having more fun with it because I it's it's more that that fast just shoot 'em up gameplay that it, that's the reason I play games like that is because that's that's what I crave. I'm not a stealth player. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched me try to play a game like that, but if you hit me with some stealth bullshit, there's there's a chance I won't pick it back up. <laughs> I just get too bored. Yeah, I can't concentrate on it. So I, I'm enjoying it immensely, though. It is so good. So it's fun. What's what's the driving factor for you? Is it the storyline or is it the gameplay? Honestly, it's pretty equal Is on it? both sides. Uh, like it's it's balanced between the gameplay and the storyline. It's an equitable experience. Does it? Like does that. it at least? Does the story keep you moving forward? You know, like it, it with does. Evil Within, 
that one to me. The story, the storyline drove me forward. It kept making me want to play through. Yeah, to see what I, I would love to talk about the storyline right now. Oh, I'm yeah. not gonna. Yeah, but it's it's really cool and it's well written. There's some moments right in the beginning of the game that, like playing it, I was like, "Are you? You're gonna make me do that right now? <laughs> That's a decision you're gonna make me make right now." That is so funny. Amy told me the same thing. Yeah, like I mean, like five ten minutes into the game, I'm like, "Are you?" Does this affect the future of my game? Because maybe I'd rather not. You have me. Oh, you both have me so curious. She told me she watched her brother play it. Right. And she told me that when he first started the game, there was something that happened. And she's like, surely they're not going to do that. They did it. And I was like, what the hell? What are you talking about? Yeah, Amy and I, Amy and I need to have a discussion because I know exactly what she's talking about. And so I, I made the decision because it turns out they don't, this thing that they have you do, it's not so much that you have a decision as much as you can do the thing or stop playing the game. So you have to do it. You have to do it. It's not a decision. It's, it is a, a pivotal, pivotal, pivotal (laughs) story device. Yeah. I say the beginning with some of these more desperate story devices that they use to show it's not much of a spoiler, but like there's different montages of BJ's life. Okay. Uh, showing like what a rough life he had mm-hmm. leading up to the events that you're in now. And I mean, we get it. We knew that BJ came from a, a rough, tough background first time around. Yeah. And to like show up and do it again, like a little recap of it would be like, all right, fucking cool. Yeah, I got this. But what they're doing is they're putting you at the helm of some of these pivotable, pivotable, pivotal, pivotal. Why can't I say that word? Pivotal. Pivotable. That is a hard one to say. I've never had issue with it. Pivotal. I I don't think I've ever used that word, but yeah, I see the problem there. Some of these important moments of his life, they're kind of like bashing you over the head with it. Yeah. Like how difficult some of his stuff was. Like, I mean, I I, I get it. It's it's one of those that uh, flashbacks would have worked, but it's, it's a little heavy handed. Uh, putting you in some of these situations. Um, aside from that, I mean, you had the one there at the beginning that you were like, nah, I can't. And then you do. And then you get over it. And then there's another situation a couple minutes later. That you're like, they're not going to do this. There's no way. Yeah. And then they do it. <laughs> and God, so, man, the, I want to see. They, they, but also, you know, I say that they keep beating you over the head with it. And it seems a little heavy handed at the same rate. They set a standard early on in the game that it's like, nothing's off limits, asshole. Yeah. You better buckle in. Yeah, you're going for a ride. Yes, exactly. That's cool. I'm I'm totally excited to play this and I'm I would like to, you know, talk about the story with you after you finish it and I finish it. Yes. And uh see if we have the same opinions on the game overall. Yeah. It might be this will be something we come back to in the future. Yeah. More or less. Not a not much of a not a not a spoiler, but the beginning, uh I almost quit. Really? Because I had like the like the tutorial, I almost quit because I got so frustrated with the controls. Uh, okay. Because you're in a wheelchair, <laughs> and so you're steering your wheelchair with one hand and shooting with the other. Oh man! Uh, so he kept war- running. And into so the it wall. was like I like it was like I'd be like trying to trying to shoot at someone, but then like like kind of strafe a little because yeah. of the fact that I'm you know your character is BJ is doing the wheelchair with one hand. Uh, that got very frustrating. I died a lot during the tutorial. Wow. Okay. And so that's the first time I turned it down. I was like, I'll turn it back up once I get out of this. Once I'm not, once I'm not in a damn wheelchair anymore yeah. <laughs> and I can control myself. I never turned it back up. I was having, I've been having too much fun on the, like the, the baby difficulty. If you're, if you're, if you're okay with, you know, you're making it through the story and experiencing the gameplay and you're not 
wanting to throw your controller. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay with I'm, lower settings. Absolutely. It, it mitigates the experience. I'm yeah. having a better time on a lower setting than I would be if I was like, yeah, I'm going to challenge myself. I'm going to do this. I would have quit by now. How many hours do you think you're into it? I think I've probably spent six to nine hours on it. Okay. Do you feel like you're, you're getting close to the end? I'm progressing. Yeah. yeah in a big way. Uh, I'm not sure how many hours the gameplay, the campaign is supposed to be. Right. I haven't looked that up. I'm sure I should probably be close to done or done by now. But yeah, uh, I keep going back and I've, I've gone back and replayed several missions several times because there's different ways to do the missions. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about how different methods yield different results. So I've hmm. gone back and replayed several missions just for the sake of curiosity. Yeah. Well, interesting. Well, that's good to hear. I'm I'm excited to get into that game as well. And uh, glad to hear that you're enjoying it. I'm having a really good time. <laughs> uh, anything else you've been, you've been started destiny Two? Oh yeah. Uh, the, the cheaters version of destiny Two. uh, PlayStation was doing the free trial through new year's. Okay. And you yeah. can level up to like a level seven, I think. Yeah. So I played a few hours on the campaign there and did a couple live matches it's fun. It's destiny again. Yeah, you know? it's it's exactly destiny. It's, again. I mean, it's like we've talked about it before and it is fun and it looks great and mm-hmm. it's got the same charm of the first destiny. And that's why there's a second one. Yeah, and that's why there will be a third one. It's, but it it is what it is. It's pretty cut and dry. Pretty straightforward. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I've the, the storyline was a vast improvement over the first one. And I was I about to say it has I like for it. I like the storyline way more in this one than the first yeah. one. It is much more engaging. Yeah. Uh, did you like it enough to purchase it or is that just I'm like, going to purchase it, are you? but it's, it's a little further down on my list when it gets a little cheaper. Cause I've got a few games. Like I got, I got to finish breath of the wild. I got to finish Wolfenstein. Um, and then I've got to get Skyrim on oh, switch. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't done it. Well, yeah. I, I bought school. That was the thing I, I paid for this semester instead of buying anything. You're adulting. Uh, frivolous. Yeah, I'm doing that garbage. Yeah, I hear you. Well, sorry. I had to take a drink of this beer here. It's pretty good stuff. Taste, taste it. Um, well, I guess on that note, um, anything else or I'm going to take over and let you know what I've been playing. Nothing consequential. What okay. about you? All right. So uh, I finished Weevil Within 2. Weevil Within 2. Oh, man. I love that game. It is so good. It is so good. I uh, powered through it after we got done uh, talking about it. The last podcast, I brought the PlayStation into my room because my wife would not let me play it in the living room. That game is pretty graphic and gory and monsters are creepy. I mean, super creepy. The noises they make, everything about them are just really, really creepy. And we were having issues or I was having issues with kids sneaking into the hallway, trying to watch what I was playing and Amy wasn't having it. So I had to move the PlayStation to my bedroom to finish it off. And dude, I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Yeah, it it was so good. It was much better than I anticipated, to say the least. Um, the storyline was really, really good. Clear up until the end. Um the gameplay never really got stale. There's a lot. It's funny. We were talking about stealth mechanics in Wolfenstein. There's a lot of stealth in this game, yep. but it works well. It works really well because it's in third person. I think third person stealth games work better than first person stealth games. 
Yeah, I mean, you get you get more of a sense of environmental. Yeah, you can see where you issues. are. Yeah, like yeah. I, other stealth games that I've played in first person view didn't really quite do it for me. Like Wolfenstein, for instance. Uh, also, uh, there was a game I can't remember the name of it, and there was a lot of stealth elements in it, and it's a first person game. Uh, and I couldn't get into that game, and I'm I'm drawing a blank as to the name of it. It was a PlayStation or PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty game. Started with a D. Uh, shoot, I don't remember, man. Was it? Was it a? You said it was a first person shooter. Oh, it almost came to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a first person shooter. Now I'm gonna have to look it up. Dishonored. I don't even need to look it up. I knew you were gonna con- say that too. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't, I didn't consider. I didn't know if Dishonored was necessarily considered a first person shooter. Yeah, Dishonored. That's what it was. It's. It is. Yeah, it's a first person stealth game more, more yeah. than a shooter. You know, when I played that game, I did not play it stealth. Oh, really? And whenever I finished it, like my ending cutscene, they're like, yeah, you're a monster. Look <laughs> at all these bodies you piled up. The city's peaceful now, but at what cost? <laughs> so a lot of people really love that game. And I, I was a big fan. Really? I really want to play Dishonored it. too. I couldn't get into it at all. And the stealth is what killed it for me. Like, like I said, I didn't play it stealth though. Same with maybe, Wolfenstein. Maybe I need to reapproach it. Then. Run and gun. Just be a fucking monster. I might as well. The, uh, Dishonored 2 was interesting to me, and I, I really wanted to jump back in and see, well, maybe maybe it just didn't strike me at the right time in you know, my gaming uh, career, <laughs> if you want to call it right. that. Um, so anyway, um, Weevil Within 2 is fantastic. <laughs> I recommend everybody, I know I'm talking about this again this week, but I, I strongly recommend if you are into old school style horror games, this is one. like. I think this one is what Resident Evil and Silent Hill could have been had they stuck like to their original formula. What they wanted to be. Yeah, like they, they kind of both the games. Well, Silent Hill kind of went away. Resident Evil went a completely different direction. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like this this really hits those old school horror games, survival horror games really well. Uh, so anyway. Uh, besides that, I picked up Xenoblade Chronicles 2. You know, I've heard so much about this game. It's it's amazing. I am really, really enjoying this. I feel like I say this every time we talk about You've it. You've been talking game. about Xenoblade for a few episodes. Yeah. I'm, uh, but you, all the games that you look forward to, by the time it comes up, you're like, that's amazing. It is. It's it, incredible. I, I know what I like, man. And I, I gravitate towards those JRPGs. I, I, yeah. They hold a special place for me, and I enjoy the quirkiness of them. I enjoy building my characters, and I love seeing their relationship grow amongst each other. Having them fight through different obstacles, you know, the main storyline. This game is, um, it's, I enjoyed the first Xenoblade Chronicles. I didn't, I didn't finish it. And then Xenoblade Chronicles X, I didn't finish that one either. I didn't enjoy that one quite as much, but I still enjoyed what it was trying to do. That one got a little bit too technical and it wasn't really explaining a whole lot to me on what I'm supposed to right. be doing. So I felt like I was wandering around aimlessly, not knowing what I was supposed to do. And it's an open world game. And it's a gigantic open world game. And I never quite knew what I was supposed to do. And you, if you, run had, to com- a- if you had to compare the size of the map to another open world game. Well, so far um, it's open world, but I'm only on. Okay. I get to, to understand this better. I have to explain the premise of the game. You are in a world that is dominated by titans. 
And okay. the people of the world live on the backs of these Titans. Interesting. So the world is gone. And the only way that these people are able to survive is to live on the backs of these Titans. Well, these Titans move around on this giant tree and they're in the clouds. And so the clouds are so thick that it's like water. So when you jump into when you jump into the clouds, you're basically jumping into the sea, you know, and it's the same type of thing. And they that your main character goes to the bottom of these cloud, this cloud sea to try to scavenge for old relics and stuff left behind of the old world and uh, uses that to sell and make money and stuff. I need so, to look. I, I never have known anything about Xenoblade at all. This one's this one's a different concept than the other ones. Okay, so it's it's a unique story. Um, so anyway, the living on these Titans, you you run into a character. So, uh, some character employs you to go after this thing, right? So you go after this relic that they want, and you end up fusing yourself to this relic unknowingly. And this relic is called a blade, hence the Xenoblade. And the blade is an actual, like, living being that okay. ties itself to you. And in this instance, it's this woman. Her name is uh, Pyra. And she... Does she have fire powers? Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know already. Nailed it. And she has giant boobs, too. That's, like, that's the first thing you notice. First thing my wife noticed. She goes, why are her boobs so big? Japanese game. It's, oh, it's yeah. a JRPG. And uh, so she infuses yourself to or herself to your blade and she lends her magical powers and stuff to you. So anyway, there's a big, long storyline that has started as a result of this instance happening and him acquiring this. It's a special blade and it's very unique and powerful. Um, and the main character is uh, shoot. Why did I remember Pyra's name, but not his name? Anyway, Dan, um, Dan. <laughs> it's, uh, so it, the the concept of them being on these Titans uh, is going back to the open world part. We're on one Titan right now, and this Titan has a huge world on his back. But now we're done with that world at the point I'm on in this game. And so we're going to another area. And we got sidetracked, and now I'm on another Titan. I'm inside this Titan, actually. It's pretty cool. Oh, um, saucy. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> the concept is cool. And even for open world, it's open world, but and it's a huge open world. This first Titan was. So that was only one one Titan. So I'm curious to see what all the rest of them look like and what kind of uh, yeah. elemental or environmental and that's stuff cool. they implement. Um, but the game is a ton of fun. This it's very heavily story driven. You will spend a ton of time listening to dialogue, and I never once got bored listening to dialogue. It, there's certain ways that you can handle it that you can either bore you to death or be really interesting and keep you engaged. This game does a good job of keeping me engaged, and I want to know what's going to happen next. Um, it also tremendously helps that I'm playing on the Switch because I'll get up in the mornings and cook myself breakfast while playing, yeah, uh, Xenoblade. The Switch, I say it every single episode, Newt. I love that system. I really do. It's, it's just so good. It's it's amazing to be able to sit. It's it's for me, it's ideal for RPGs like like this in Skyrim and Breath of the Wild. You know, when I was a kid, I was like 
I was part of that 90s and early 2000s Nintendo mania mm-hmm. that all of the kids, everyone went everyone through. Everyone was, yeah. And the N64, like the first Nintendo, I was like, yeah. Super yeah. Nintendo, I was like, oh, yeah. N64, hell yeah. Yeah. And then the GameCube, I was like, ah, all right. And yeah. the Wii, I was like, nah. <laughs> and the Wii U, I was like, no. Uh, but now the Switch, I'm like, I don't know how they're going to top this. <laughs> it's over, Nintendo. Hang it up. You've, it's, oh, you've, man. You've done your best. Honestly, I think if they can just keep releasing iterations of, of this that are better and more powerful down the line, they don't really need to. They don't need to redesign anything. anything. That's what I'm saying is like, I they've they've landed on they've landed on something here the fact that you can play console games on the go and still plug it into your dock and play it on the tv is amazing right and uh it's something that i've always wanted and they finally figured out a way to you know you know what i see happening in the next generation what's of of switch um it'll have like online and streaming capabilities yeah like like you can actually get online with it and you can get on with it like on the the internet yeah well you can't it's very limited like there's certain games you can play online no i mean like you can get on the like like a web browser oh yeah like like with the playstation the xbox they have a web browser yeah i see them adding that Mm -hmm. like i see it becoming more of like when it's being a tablet actually being a tablet uh that would be cool they need to implement more of those features i see that happening um because then you like can you imagine how cool it'd be if there was like you know there's like like flash game websites and retro game websites and oh yeah and uh, what's the what's the word you the, do you do it a lot when you emulators like emulator websites <laughs> and stuff like being able to like actually get on you do it a lot <laughs> it's like I do a lot of things a lot man I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I, I I see that maybe being a uh, a cool function and then streaming feature like like streaming services. They have Hulu on there now. They have Hulu on there now? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. How did I miss that? Uh it because it was very quietly released. Like they were like, hey, guess Hulu. <laughs> and everyone was like, Hey, thanks a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Except me. I, I wouldn't now I'm yelling about it and they're like, Shh. For you. It's not for you. It's for everybody else. Everybody else who was listening while you were yelling. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, I did try out the Hulu app and it's, it's, it's definitely Hulu. Does it work like Hulu? It works exactly like Hulu. Well, that's the jam. Um, yeah, I mean, that's I one of those it. things that it could replace like the tablet. Not, not a lot of people have tablets anyway, but I could see people carrying around this all in one primarily gaming device, but you can still do other things with it. Right. And I think it's a great idea. And like maybe, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be cool to kind of take the idea of some of the i guess augmented reality video games like the idea of like pokemon go yeah where you're using like whenever you catch a pokemon it turns on your camera yeah and catches shit in your real world i could see them adding a camera to the next generation of the switch and having games that are honestly augmented into our own reality i think you're you're onto something there and i that sounds like nintendo is always trying to innovate from their previous product i think that sounds like a good step forward if they wanted to go that way as long as they don't make it to where all games use it and you have to use it like they did with the wii right having to use those stupid controllers that's why i i just still i was never a fan of the Wii. yeah still not like i don't want to play zelda while having to waggle my damn controller around i just want to use the thumbsticks and you don't like you don't like don't. waggling waggling your nunchuck. <laughs> I was waiting for it. You just like using your thumb. <laughs> yeah. 
Or maybe maybe like a, a feature like where you, instead of having to dock it, uh, just like a casting feature, like a screencast. Oh, you can yeah. throw it to your TV, have it connected Stream to your, it more or less. Yeah. Like, like, you know how, like if you're playing on, you know, there's say, say you've got an iPhone and an Apple TV and you can cast from your phone to the TV, whatever right. you've got on your phone, you can cast up there. I, I could see them having integrating a feature like that in yeah, the future where absolutely. you just cast it from and then using the switch itself as a second screen. Right. Kind of like they did with the Wii U, but you know, hone in on exactly that direction if they can if they can nail what they it, were doing there yeah yeah if they can nail it to the point where there's no lag or anything yeah definitely that would yeah. be a way to go i mean why not yeah um so anyway um xenoblade chronicles 2 is amazing it's a game that if you are a fan of jrpgs you probably already have this game um but if you're on the fence about it i'd say give it a shot i mean it's if you are in need of a new game to play on your switch, that is open world has a great storyline and is just a ton of fun to play. I'd say, give it a shot. Would you have considered kingdom hearts, a JRPG? Yeah, I would. I think that was probably the last one I played then. Yeah. Like it's it's not, it's not super traditional. I played the demo for near, but Oh, which was so good. I can't wait to play near again. I I did pick that up. I talked about it. Did you play through it yet? I haven't, I haven't even put it in yet. Oh. I, I just finished Weevil within two and I, I put in, um, Call of Duty World War II. I want to power through that one first and, uh, then I'll probably pick up near actually no Neo. I need to play through Neo and then near and then near. I've got so many games to play, man. It's crazy. And these are all physical copies of things. Yes. Largely. Yes. All right. Cause I, I plan, I plan on tracing can... behind you and playing through some of these things yeah. once you're through with them. Absolutely. So yeah, when you, when you finish Wolfenstein, just. My library's over there. Just go pick another one. Um, so then I've got. Um, oh, last night I started playing PUBG again. Did you? Oh, man. We uh, I got online to play uh, the Monster Hunter. Oh, that reminds me. I played the Monster Hunter uh, beta. Did you see For that world? On? Yeah, it's I, good. I saw it. I haven't tried to get on. it. I have a friend who was like, hey, you got to get on this beta. I'm about to be playing it. I was like, cool. Yeah. That's about as far as it went. Honestly, I didn't even need to tell that story, but I did. Well, <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's fine. It's, it is monster hunter. I mean, it is a monster hunter. Game. I mean, but I mean, monster hunter is monster hunter is monster hunter. Yeah. They have so many of those games. They do improve it in a lot of ways. Like in the other games, whenever you would travel around that little area or the area of finding the monster, you would have to go through load screens when you get to different zones, basically. Those are gone now, which is amazing because I hated that. So you can you can cruise the world, you know, uh, uninterrupted. And then fighting the monsters in that game is super cool. The graphics are really nice. And these monsters are huge. They're ferocious. There was one monster that I fought. And while we were fighting this monster, another monster came up and started attacking that same monster. So they're fighting each other while we're trying to shoot them and take them down. Oh my gosh, man. It was exciting. We sounds had like the state fair. It was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I got on there with two of my friends and we were, we took out the first, the beginner boss. Then we took out the intermediate boss and then we were working on the hard boss. We, we got it close, but we didn't get to take it out. And then my internet quit on me again. So, uh, when, by the time I got back on, they, we were done, but dude, that, I, I think that's a pre-order for me. 
You Honestly, think so? as, as long as I can have these two friends of mine or whoever people play with me, that's a fun game to play uh, cooperative. Right. It's it's not as fun by myself. And my previous experience with the Monster Hunter games have been just playing them by myself. Sure. And they didn't do it for me. But playing with other people is so exciting. We had so much fun. We were talking, laughing, uh, strategizing, everything. You know, and we just it was it was the most fun we had playing a game like that since like the Dark Souls and Bloodborne series. Those are the same guys I play those games with, too. Right. Uh, but on top of that, when we got finished playing that, we decided to jump over onto the PC and play PUBG. So, uh, my and brother joined soon us. As soon as you got on, you were like, you know what, guys? It's not as good as Fortnite. Well, here's what happened, actually. Oh, oh, I was we started jokes. to play. We started to play Fortnite. We got on Fortnite on the PS4, and we could not get three people in a room to save our lives. It just was not happening. And, uh, so we said, you know what? Screw it. Fortnite, if you won't let us play multiplayer, we'll go to a game that will. That's what that's how that came about. Did you change the setting on there from solo play to Yeah, we squad put it play? on group. We put it on okay. squad play. And we would send invites to each other and we tried it in my room, we tried it in my buddy's room, we tried it in my brother's room. It just was not happening. We might get one person in and then another person couldn't get in. And after about 15 minutes of trying to make this work, we said I was in the mood to play that style of game, and so was everybody else. And we said, we'll just jump on to PUBG. And we did, and we were up till about 2.30 in the morning last night playing PUBG. Oof. We played for about four hours straight, man. I had so much fun last night. We we hadn't played that game since, like, August. Right. We put it down for a while. And then going back and playing it again was an absolute blast. So, I would definitely... I, I was debating on Fortnite and PUBG is which which of these battle royale games do I like better? I like PUBG. I really like PUBG. That is a really good game. Uh, and you're allowed to do that. You're allowed to like <laughs> it, uh, just as long as you recognize that you're incorrect. Yeah, that's all right. And I did notice since it's been months since I played, a lot of the lagging that I was experiencing previously when playing it. I didn't have any problems at all. So oh, I'm sure they've just been yeah, patching the hell out of it. I, 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 it seems to be, and I'm happy because it, it, it was flawless last night. We didn't do great, but we did, we did really, really well. We did well enough that we kept playing it. I want to play it tonight. Actually, we might be playing it again. Let's see what happens. That is such a fun game. Um, but yeah, that's been what I've been playing. And, uh, Let's get on to our first like topic of discussion, sort of, I guess. Yeah, now that we got the howdy do's out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> that was a long howdy do. That was like half the show had it howdy do's. Yeah. But we've been playing a lot, which is cool, man. I'm glad that we're we're getting some game time in. Yeah, I think this winter is the, time. That's what it is. This is the first episode, I think, in several episodes that I haven't been like, well, I haven't really played anything in a few weeks. Yeah. It's hard to make time to play stuff, especially for me in the summertime, because there's it gets darker later yeah dude and so there was always something to do and you know by the time i get around to playing a game i've only got an hour left in the night before i need to go to bed so right here lately since it gets dark earlier uh i have i feel like i can stay inside and play games um the uh video game awards just happened and i i didn't i didn't watch it i didn't watch it either either but i <laughs> eater what's wrong with us <laughs> <laughs> i need some more of that maybe or maybe Maybe uh, less of it. Maybe less of it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't watch it either, but I did. <laughs> now it's did, stung in your head. Yeah, I did uh, follow it on Twitter. So any of the major announcements that popped up, I would I would see those. 
And there were a couple things that were announced there that I'm pretty excited about. Um, the first of those being the Death Stranding trailer. Um, Nuts, right? It's insane. How bizarre. That is the weirdest damn game. I don't know that any gameplay has really been shown of that game yet. It's all been just trippy trailers. But even if, even if the game sucks, I think the storyline will be pretty incredible. I mean, they're they're... They're building this up to be to like, like nice. to be like a blockbuster thing. Yeah. And all the celebrity faces that keep popping up. Yeah, yeah. Should we should we uh, put the trailer on here for anyone who hasn't watched it for anyone that's on the YouTube? Um, Everybody's seen it. <laughs> Everybody's seen it. Was I the only one that hadn't? Yeah. Yeah. So I it, well, and on top of that, I don't want to edit it in. Well, Lazy bone me, but that's that's fair. <laughs> uh, the the trailer was was weird. It I think it was a little bit that clearer. beach baby and. Norman Reedus. Yeah. So this, this newest trailer, I think though, kind of Norman fetus, Norman fetus. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) It, it was a little bit more clear than the previous two trailers I thought, but it still didn't make any sense. Um, I mean the, the, the trailers don't seem to marry into one another other than than the the baby, the theme of the baby and the like shadow hands. Mm. And they're very trippy, but I, I do have theories about what this game oh, really? actually is. What's your theory? I do have theories. Okay. My theory being death stranding. Okay. We're going to start with the name okay. and the baby imagery. Yeah. My theory is that the world you're playing in is like, uh, like a purgatory. And when you die, you are assigned you like basically your own fetus to deliver it to Norman fetus, Norman fetus. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I think the game might deal in themes of purgatory and reincarnation or multiple existences. That's a, that's a really interesting take on that. I, I think that, you know, the first trailer Norman fetus wakes up yeah. on the beach with the little baby uh, you know, coming out of him and yeah. then he, you know, the baby gets taken away by the shadow hands or uh-huh. whatever, however, whatever's going on there. Um, and then the next one is, you said it was Guillermo del Toro's character. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's got his own little fetus there. Yeah. And, um, uh, I think, yeah, I, th- I think that maybe you're in like a, a purgatory that has been basically taken over and regimented by, you know, evil forces that instead of moving on to their next reincarnation stayed in purgatory. Mm-hmm. And their idea is that they have found a realm that they can rule and they don't want anyone else reincarnating and going back out. Do you think it's like another world. biological creature or maybe a mechanical? I think it might be an ethereal, like interdimensional creature. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's my theory. I'm probably completely off base, but that's what I got from it. Your theory sounds really uh, possible. I mean, based upon what I've seen, yeah, it makes sense. If the game comes out and my theory was right, (laughs) I, I might, I might like shit a little. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to your point, um, the newest trailer, which, I know you didn't get a chance to watch it, but let me describe to you what happened a little bit. 
the, at the beginning, you saw at the beginning when Norman Fetus was getting up. Yeah, in his, had, in his spacesuit. Yeah, and, and that's, the little that's thing. why I have the the idea is my 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 theory is reincarnation and multiple lives yeah. is because you've got multiple characters w- waking up in this world that I think is a purgatory. Yeah, and it's the same character waking up basically as different avatars, different archetypes. Okay, there was uh, well, you saw the two guys. One of them was obviously trapped under something, and the one guy was trying to help him out. Right. Right. So. While he's trying to help him out, the evil forces comes up and you can see it from the little mechanical thing he has above his shoulder. And then also Norman Fetus is telling him, don't don't move, <laughs> don't talk, don't breathe. Right. He's Norman Fetus to me from now on, by the way. <laughs> I love that. Um, <laughs> so he's he's sitting there telling him, don't move. Well, one of the guys like sneezes or something. Uh, and so they get caught. And these monsters, by the way, they're invisible and they're walking and you can see their footprints. But it's, it's handprints, though. Handprints. Right. Yeah. And so they're they're walking over there. And then when the one guy moves, then he starts turning into an old man. Like he's his face starts wrinkling up and his hair starts turning gray. I didn't catch that. So I think that also lends to your theory, though. And, you know, their bodies are growing older and they can be grown old super fast. So they have these these little babies or fetuses that they have to keep safe because this is they're going to be their reincarnated right selves. And maybe that's why they're cuddling them and holding yeah, them. Yeah, they're, 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 they're nurturing they're, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe this is this is a, a, a trippy footnote to a possible alteration to my theory is that the invisible force with the handprints yeah. might not be evil. Huh. It, it might be like the like the perpetuating force yeah. of the reincarnation uh you know like the 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 karmic being as it were mm-hmm. and the reason that they're trying to avoid it might be that they have died in the real world on purpose to try to go into this purgatory and free it from this you're getting deep man i overthink everything <laughs> um I would be curious to see that. Though. I'm curious to see. Um, and like I said, it'll probably show up and it'll be like, you know, knowing how uh, uh, Kojima does his games. Right. I, I It's usually like you can see like all from the outside, it looks really complicated and, you know, complex. But when things start wrapping up, they tend have, to have a tendency to be a little bit more uh Easy, easier than that. Put a little bow on it. Yeah, Yeah. I say that, but those Metal Gear Solid games were pretty damn complicated. Right. uh, Storyline wise. But I mean, uh, this guy's turning old and then the thing comes down and it kills him or takes him and then takes the other guy that's with him. Then Norman Fetus falls down and wakes up and he's underwater. He's deep underwater. He's still got this baby with him um, and they have it in a little container. Um, I guess it's a protective container. Right. But then he's, he, as he's waking up, he opens his mouth and the camera go down, goes down his mouth and the baby is like right here and you can see its face and it go sticks its thumb up like that. sucking on his stomach, sticks its thumb up like that. And then the camera goes back out of his throat. You need to watch it. It is really, really weird. It's the weirdest one. I think. Well, and, the and, and the first one, when he wakes up, the baby doesn't have the protective case around it and right. it gets taken away. Right. So this might be prior to that since the baby is inside of him. And you could see in the trailer that you watched that he had cut the baby out. Yes. Or somebody had. 
And uh, so maybe there's like a, a a finite number of regenerative babies that you get over a course of I don't know. Man, See, I could I could riff on the possibilities of what this could be all night and then realize when it comes out that I was completely off base. All I know is that they're doing an excellent job of dangling that carrot on the stick to make me want to know what the hell's going on and play this game. Yes. They're doing a great job. Absolutely. So that was super exciting. I can't wait for that. Um another announcement, they're re-releasing Bayonetta 1 and 2 on the Switch, which is cool. I love those games. Uh, but they also announced Bayonetta 3, which is awesome. Right. That's a good um, lead up move. Then From Software. This is the biggest news of the night for me. From Software, hands down my favorite developer right now because they make some of my favorite games of all time. Uh, Dark Souls, Bloodborne. Those are incredible games. So they just briefly tease something. A lot of people think it's Bloodborne 2. I don't know. Um, there wasn't enough evidence there to support that. But it was still exciting to know that they're releasing something new that isn't an Armored Core game because I'm not a big fan of their Armored Core series. Uh, My guess is that it is maybe a Souls-style game set in a Japanese um, backdrop, like an an ancient ancient (laughs) Japanese backdrop. Because the, the picture that they showed looked like a bone and it had flesh or something on it. And that was kind of just moving and it was weird looking and it looked like it could have been a weapon from Bloodborne. And that's why people think it's Bloodborne. But I saw a lot of uh, like Japanese writing and stuff on it or Chinese. I don't know. I'm not real familiar with the characters, but maybe it was just runes uh, or something. Yeah. But if it's, if it's a game that's set, if it's in the same gameplay style with a different setting, I am totally fine with that. And I'm super excited for it no matter what it is. All I know is that I need a new From Software game. I need a new Souls-style game. I know, if I got on, I I, I made my attempt with Bloodborne Mm -hmm. to get on with that style and that bandwagon after it was, after it's, like, popularity. You know, like, Bloodborne was the most recent, right? Uh, No, Dark Souls Souls 3. 3. So, I I don't know. If they're going to come out with another one, I might try to revisit that idea, even though I've vehemently sworn it off. I'll tell you, though. Those games are made infinitely better when you play with friends. You, you've told me that. And actually all of, like I, I work with a guy, uh, shout out Todd. If you ever get your phone in order and figure out how to listen to this show, <laughs> you got to your chat out. Got to get my, you got to get your shout out. <laughs> this is a little Easter. He's going to have to listen to what? 16 episodes to find it. Yeah. Yep. There you go. He'll get there. There you go, bud. Uh, he plays and he was like, yeah, I love this game, but I got to find people to play it with. Cause my buddies, you know, they're, they, they don't have time to play it. The guys I've been playing with. And I was really? like, well, I, and I told him how much I hated bloodborne and he's like, that's stupid. Did you play it with people? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, then of course you hated it. You need to play it with people. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're perfectly fine by themselves. And I, I still love the games. Like I played through the entirety of the first game, demon souls, uh, primarily by myself. I did play with a friend of mine. Actually, no, I, I take the bat. We played a good portion of it by ourselves or together. And then he stopped playing it and I finished it by myself. Right. And I still love it. And I think I got kind of lucky in that I know not only one, but two people <laughs> who love those games. Bless Sorry. <laughs> I know two people who love those games. So I have people to play with when it comes to. And it, yeah, it's made infinitely better with friends. It really is. All right. It is a perfect cooperative game to me. Um. So yeah, new from software game. Yes. Uh, another thing that was announced I thought would make you happy. I'm not too interested in it, but uh, Soul Calibur six, man, 
it, it looks like Soul Calibur with a new haircut. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it looks beautiful and shiny and fluid and gorgeous and like everything it needs well, to be. I enjoyed you. you. As he was watching it, he told me that he was getting goosebumps. He was naming off the two characters that were fighting who I recognize them. I don't know their names, though. You know, so I, I could see the uh, fanboyism in you. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. It's, that's, it that's, looks fun. That is terribly exciting for me. <laughs> I wonder who the special character is going to be. That would be my question as well. Have they done it with every game or just a few? Every single one really? has had a special. Maybe the first one didn't. I don't remember. The first one was Soul Blade. And then Soul Calibur. Yeah, Soul Calibur on the Dreamcast did not have any. Okay. Sp- once, once Soul Calibur 2 hit, uh, you had system exclusive yep. unlockables. I remember that. Um, I, I had to I had to buy the GameCube ver- version for one reason. One reason alone. Who was the GameCube Oh, you don't remember? I don't remember. Zelda or Link. It was Link? Yeah. I don't even remember. Well, I never played the GameCube version. I played it on PlayStation. I had to buy that game as soon as so it So you out, could have Link. So I could play as Link. I've never played a game. Oh, you know what? I, I do remember now. I do remember now. Yeah. Yes. So it's... Because uh, the PlayStation version was... Uh, what, the guy from... Uh, from Tekken. Tekken. What's his name? Um... Someone's yelling at us right now. Yeah, I don't remember his name either, but I know him. I know who he is, and I his name is like on the tip of my tongue. But I keep wanting to say Mitsurugi because we just watched that <laughs> that trailer with Mitsurugi. No, it. it's not that. Um, Hihashi. Yes, Hihashi. Yes, good yes. job. Thanks, man. Um, I was also a big Tekken fan. Who was on the Xbox version? That one was also really exciting. Do you remember Snake? Nope. No. Spawn. Spawn. It was Spawn. Yeah. It was Spawn. I said it before you did. <laughs> See, I never played any version but the PlayStation version, though. Okay. I didn't have an Xbox at the time. I didn't have a GameCube. So I didn't play either of those versions, but I, I did play the GameCube version because I had to try out Link. How was Link on there? Link is good, man. He's really fun to play. As. I don't think I've ever even watched gameplay footage of Link or Spawn on that game. Yeah, I have, I've seen enough of it. Uh, Spawn, I think, has his, his chain. That was, he, he, was he more of like a Titan-style fighter? Yeah, he was a bigger one. Like, like Astaroth? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I, I haven't played it either, but I, as far as what I could tell by looking at it, uh, gameplay footage. So then who were some other ones then? Um, I know Yoda was one in Yoda, Darth Vader. Yoda was on Xbox 360. Yeah. Darth Vader was on PS3. PS3. And that was so caliber what? Three? That was three. So then what was four? Were there uh, any special characters in that? So I don't remember. Actually, anymore. that was Soul Calibur 4 was the Darth Vader and Yoda. Okay. Because I didn't even have a 360, but I pre-ordered the special edition 360 version. Okay. Because uh, my buddy, my roommate at the time, had a 360. Yeah. And the special edition came with like a, like a collector's tin that was like, you know, big thick tin with the hinges on it mm-hmm. that had like the, the game on the front and it had like a dust sleeve that was transparent that had like the logo. Yeah. And then you open it up and it had a comic book and the game itself and a t-shirt, like a Soul Calibur t-shirt with Yoda on it. Yeah. Um, and a poster. That's a pretty good special edition. And I still have the case with the the sleeve and the comic book and the poster, but I don't have the game anymore and I don't have the t-shirt anymore. I have the t-shirt. I gave you the t-shirt? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was still it was still in there whenever uh whenever we went through all my games. Yeah. <laughs> at Fast Signs. That's uh and I've worn it a couple times. It's not as clean as it used to be. I'm sorry. 
It's been worn. Well, I mean, it was still fresh in the package when I gave it to you. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know that they had any other special characters after that because I don't re- I don't remember anything after Yoda and Darth Vader. Uh, they weren't great games. Like they they had a couple couple Duds. flops in there. Yeah. Just uh, I mean, I I played them on like PlayStation Network. Yeah, Soul Calibur Five was decent, but it it didn't feel like it was anything new. Yeah, uh, I think it, it, would it be- had the create a fighter option, which was kind of cool. Oh, maybe that's what it was then. Uh, but I think Soul Calibur Four had that too. Mm. I think it would be a good idea for them to to retread that ground again, yeah, and, and kind of put some pop culture characters in their game. Yeah, I think who, it would be really cool. Who would you like to see in there? Oh man, it would have to be somebody with a weapon. I mean, obviously. first off, I gotta say, start the petition now to get it ported and released on Switch. Switch, yeah, and have Link on there. I agree. Obviously, that that's just a cool callback. Um. Well, I mean, I guess they would have to do somebody fairly modern, I think. Um, right. Yeah. But thinking about modern characters with weapons, uh, nothing immediately comes to mind. Um, I, I keep wanting to go to Star Wars stuff again. Right. I mean, maybe maybe we get like a Darth Maul. Or, or Rey or, or Finn or. Or even uh, a Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I'm okay with him bringing in characters. It'd be cool like to that. have Ray on there. Ray or I, I or, or, that. or what's the what's the dude's name? Um, the bad guy in the new movies. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> We're doing that a lot today. I know, I know. We haven't drank enough. That's oh, the problem. Apparently. Yeah. Um. Uh, Darth. Is it a Darth? <laughs> Brooks, Darth Brooks, <laughs> and believe me, he's got friends in love places. <laughs> Darth Brooks needs to be in Soul Calibur Six. <laughs> um, and with that, the thunder rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's exciting. Um, after the video game awards, I think it was the very next day they did the PlayStation Experience. Yeah, like I was saying earlier before we started recording, I had to choose between watching the PlayStation Experience or. Uh, taking a test for my online courses. Yeah. And made you adulted. I made a decision in the direction of adulting. Good choice. I still regret. It. Oh, never mind. Thanks. No, no, you, you made a good <laughs> choice. I, I I didn't enjoy the PlayStation experience. It was or the at least the, the press conference that they did. It was a little bit boring. A lot really drug out, I thought. And they didn't announce really anything special, in my opinion. They announced the medieval uh remastered. Which was a PlayStation One game, right? Which I really I enjoyed. The I enjoyed Medieval. I'm kind of excited to see how the remastered turns out. That's interesting that you like it. I mean, I remember renting the game and playing it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is not for me," and I took it back. I, it just it didn't do it for me. So, um, I could see the potential in it, though. Yeah, it just seemed like an odd choice to me that they chose that over, you know, like Spyro or. Uh, but I guess licensing of, stuff. Right. I mean, like Spyro's got TV shows and all that stuff now. Yeah. I think I think Spyro at this point would be a marketing and licensing nightmare. Probably. Yeah, because it's an Activision thing now. Yeah. But so is Crash for that matter. Crash well, is owned yeah, that's, by uh, that's true. Activision. That's true. Um, I wonder why they never made a Crash TV show. 
It's. I think they attempted it and it didn't go anywhere. Oh. You remember those old Crash Bandicoot commercials that he, they used to play all the time? Was the dude in the costume? Yeah, yeah. Those were so funny, man. Yeah, dude. I, remember, I loved those. I remember every time those came on, I would I would stop and watch it just because I I thought they were hilarious. They were great. Where he'd be outside the uh, Nintendo headquarters and hollering at them from the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, those were those were great commercials. Yeah, they really were. I need to find some of those. I, I did. I went online. Yeah. I, I was playing Crash Bandicoot Collection with the kids, and they were totally loving it. I was like. You guys got to see these commercials and they, they thought they were every bit as funny as I did. So, um, yeah, the PlayStation experience, they, they kind of re reannounced some of the things that were announced the night before at the video game awards. Uh, but nothing really great on the note of video game awards. I forgot to mention, um, I didn't really catch all of the awards that were given out. So I can't really say whether or not I agree or disagree with them. It really means not nothing to me anyway. Uh, but I do agree with their Game of the Year award, which was Zelda Breath of the Wild. Well, I mean, they they didn't need a press conference for that. No. I mean, everybody knew, everybody knew. Everybody knew it was going to happen. It'll be the Game of the Year next year, too. And that reminds me, or uh, not reminds me, but that's going to take us into this next segment here, which is we wanted to talk about our top games of the year. Yes. And uh, you want to start spoiler, it? I already told you what my number one pick is. So I think you already told everybody what both of our number one pick yeah. is because it's obvious. Yeah, uh, it's that game is incredible. If you've played it, that's your pick for game of the year. Yeah, it, I, I would I would defy anyone to surprise me and say that it wasn't their pick. For game I, of the I, year. I do know people who played it and didn't enjoy it as much as I do, but at least those people still recognize why it's great. Uh, but okay. I mean, that game was incredible in so many ways. The The fact that you could do whatever you want to do, like if you could think it up, you could probably do it. Yeah. That kind of open worldness really hasn't been done before, I don't think. Um, and for that reason, and for the reason that I could not put that game down for like a solid month and was just totally into it. Yeah, it gets game of the year for me. Aloy. Uh, for Soul Calibur. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah, with the bow, with oh, with man. the bow, and she's also got melee weapons. Sorry, that was left field of me, but it just the, crossed my mind. No, that's a really good choice. Yeah. I, I fully Soul support that. But that would have to be PlayStation only on that version. Yeah, well, that's so what we we've need. Always a, done. We need an Xbox and a Nintendo character. Link for Nintendo. He's already been done. Well, of course, but they would obviously do him again. <laughs> obviously, he's the only one who carries a sword. And, yes. Yeah. So then Xbox, what what? Xbox IPs, do they have Gears of War? They would probably have to do a Gears of War thing, I I would imagine. Uh, or Halo. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They really don't have anything other than that. Not really. Um But anyway, um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get into our top ten list. Uh Ryan, do you wanna start us off? Okay. Actually, let me give some some rules here to how we've chosen these. Okay. These games are not necessarily games that we finished or games that came out in 2017. These are games that we played in 2017 that we really enjoyed for whatever reason. Um, and, you know, this list is completely our own. So, Ron, right, go ahead. Uh, okay, so Adrian did 10. Uh, I only did six. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say seven because I did start Destiny 2. And I, I would call it probably the the honorable mention. Okay. Cause I had, I had a pretty direct top six. Okay. Uh, destiny two. I would, I would throw in there awesome. as, as an honorable mention. Uh, I think that made your number 10 spot, right? 
it did yeah uh if i had you know three or i would i would give destiny number se- yeah number seven because I, if i had three other games you know I, we'd be able to span this out a bit more but honorable mention i'm starting with destiny 2 okay uh, i haven't played enough of it to have really like attached myself to it on a level that like it could really climb the ranks but mm-hmm. as far as enjoyable shooters go and just pure entertainment value it's a, it's just a good game yeah it's straightforward it's fun and so of course it's there um so that would be my honorable mention um what about you you had that on on number 10 and then you destiny num- 2 is is my number 10 but uh why don't you go through, since you mentioned your honorable mentions, let's go through your list. All right. So my number six. Compared to mine. Um, you guys have heard me talk about it on here before. <laughs> it is a mobile game. Bethesda Pinball. Most shocker to anyone, I'm sure. Oh, I have I have people at work yeah. and like uh, other people that, that I don't work with that listen to the show that come in and see me at work and stuff that specifically bring up Bethesda stuff. <laughs> Uh, because they know of my fanboy nature yeah. with Bethesda. There have been a few things in my life that I do get as attached to as Bethesda things. Um, do they have Wolfenstein on Bethesda pinball? I don't know if they've added it. So they just have Doom. It's Skyrim, Doom, Skyrim, Fallout. Fallout. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure they. I'm sure with all the hype, they've probably added Wolfenstein by yeah, now. Yeah. Or if they haven't, they probably will. Maybe unlockable. I haven't been on in a few weeks, so yeah. we'll we'll see. I will support uh, Evil Within too. If they did an Evil Within two, uh, oh yeah, that would be super cool to me. That would, that yeah. would. Um, so my number five, I threw Fortnite on there. <laughs> um, now spoiler alert: PUBG made Adrian's list because he's mostly a chump. Uh, he, Fortnite didn't make his list because he's not. He doesn't know enough about video Fortnite games to have put- <laughs> play with my friends. <laughs> Take my ball and go home. <laughs> Uh, so my number four is Overwatch. I know that game came out in 2016. Yeah. Um, I didn't start playing it until like this time last year. Right. So most of my Overwatch experience has been in 2017 and I've enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Overwatch is good stuff. Overwatch is worthy of that list. I, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, it didn't have to come out in 2017. It's just what you played. As far as a modern first person competitive shooter goes, I it it's does, it's the best. It does the thing. It does. It, it does for the genre of shooter that it is. It is the at the top of its tier. It's one of the most. It's the most fun I've had with a first person shooter in a long time. Uh, to that point, uh, when it came out, I think the 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 only one I had as much fun with that uh, or since then was like Call of Duty or or Halo Three. Right. I mean, it, exactly. It, it literally had been that long. Who do you play as? Um. So. I bounce around a lot, but I would say that my main go-to character is uh, Lucio. Yeah? Yeah. I like healing. I like that Lucio can stay alive for a long time, and I think that's why I like him, because he has a constant regenerative uh, ability. Oh, that's cool. And But you can also heal people around you. His weapon sucks. You can't get a whole lot of kills, but you get a lot of assist kills. And uh, he's just an all-around solid character. He's fast. He can skate on walls and stuff like that. Um, he has this ability where you pound the ground and it gives everybody like an extra, you know, doubles their health or whatever. He's a good character and I really enjoy That's cool. with him. Yeah. I've never played with him. It, it's, it's worth it. I'm not, I've never, I'm not much of a healer type though, or a sniper type. Yeah. Snipers are, are kind of hard for me as well. 
Uh, but I yeah, mean, I mean, I I think Lucio is a good character for beginners. Yeah. He's just he's just easy to play with. Don't go in expecting to get a whole ton of kills and you'll never probably get play of the game or anything like that playing as Lucio, but you'll have a ton. It's just time. a quiet satisfaction. Yeah, and you'll you'll see you'll constantly see you that you're getting assist kills or they'll count them as kills, I guess, because it doesn't matter who killed him as long as in that game. That's what's so great about that game is whoever was shooting at that character before it died is going to get credit for the kill. That's yeah. Yeah, it could be multiple people. Um, but yeah, Lucio's cool. Who's yours? Junkrat. Oh yeah. Junkrat is a lot. Of I don't think that's surprising. No, it, I like to watch things explode. <laughs> he's an aggressive character. Yeah, that's how I like is. to play those games. He's cool. He's, he's a good character as well. All of them are there. That's it's just a good thing. game. And then they've There's put new characters, characters on there since that I haven't even gotten to play yet. Yeah. So yeah, that's a great game. Um, number three, I just started it after the last cast, but <laughs> Wolfenstein two. The new Colossus. That's surprising to me that that's your number three. It made the list. Who made it though? Uh, yeah, true. It's a Bethesda game. Of course it made my list. <laughs> At some point, Bethesda is going to adopt me. That's what I'm, I don't, I don't want them to sponsor us or anything. They're just going to adopt me. There you go. <laughs> you need to uh, call them out on that. Yes. So, uh, then my number two for the year, Horizon Zero Dawn. I still need to get back into that game. Shout out to my girl Aloy. Yeah, <laughs> um, that that is a solid game that I have not given the time of day yet, and I, I really want to. It is a fantastic game that I feel came out when it needed to come out. Uh, it came out at the wrong time, though, for me. Well, for you, it came out at but- the same time as Breath of the Wild. So it was either Breath of the Wild or Horizon Zero Dawn, and. Breath of the Wild took it. See, it was perfect for me because I didn't have the Switch yet. Ah, so I didn't have to make a choice. I played Horizon and then I got a Switch. That's true. So if I'd done it that that same way, maybe I would have the same opinion. Right. Or maybe I would have played it. But everybody who has played that game loves it. Okay. so what I what I vote is once you and I get through with like the battery of games we're working on right now. Yeah. We both start Horizon at the same time. And then get and through it together. Play through it at the same time. Like a and, like and a video game book club, more or yeah, less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Compare notes on it. I absolutely, man. I, you know, I agree. Cross streams, touch tips. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm curious to see like our lists for next year because I don't know what games are coming out next year, but Oh none. They're shutting it all down. Yeah, it's done after this year. And I've got a <laughs> I've got a pile of games that I just recently acquired that and he's already like, oh, what? I wonder what I'm going to cop next year. <laughs> You've got more games there than, well, I say that. You've got more games there than I'll play in the next three years. Oh, shit, man. I, I won't play most of these games in my lifetime. I would like to, but I won't. Right. Being realistic here. Um, Rise of Zero Dawn, a solid pick. I think a lot of people would choose that as well. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, my number one, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild, yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. You know, an honorable mention, uh, number two. Uh, I haven't bought it yet, and I played it years ago, but Fallout on the Switch. It's obviously in my top 10. <laughs> Without a doubt. Of course it's in my top 10. You mean Skyrim. What did I say? Fallout? Yeah. Skyrim. Yeah. When they inevitably port Fallout over, it'll be you on the You already know too. what to expect, so you're automatically, you can automatically give it that title. Yes. Uh, so I, so the, it ended up being my top 8. Yeah. Uh, Skyrim on the Switch would be somewhere interchanged into the top 3 among Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. Fair enough. That's a solid list, man. I, I like your choices there. Your top three. Top four. No, your top four. I agree with. <laughs> um, 
Well, then I'm going to get into mine. I'm going to talk about my honorable mentions first. Uh, I've got a few of them. Dot Hack, the last recode, I talked about that. Right. Um, that game is still really good, and I still want to get through it. I had to put it on pause. As with most RPGs, I, I tend to put them on pause to play something that I can get through quicker, and then I'll pick it back up afterwards. Because just they take 40-plus hours to get through, and you could take your time on those. Right. Um so the last recode was really good. Final Fantasy 12 remake was really, really good. Um, I was able to give that game a second chance after not really liking it the first time. And I thoroughly am getting into it this time. So I'd like to get back then. That. Um, Dragon Quest 8 on the 3DS has been a really, really solid game for me. I believe that one came out last year as well. But uh, also Crash Bandicoot Remastered. That one gets an honorable mention to me. That one's really, really good. Um, now onto my list. I would oh. love to be able to comment on a couple of those, like the Crash Bandicoot remaster, but I just still haven't got my hands on it. Oh, it's so good, man. It is so good. My kids are loving it. I'm loving it. It's, it is a, the way a remake should be done. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, I think we've talked about it three yeah. episodes now. <laughs> yeah. It is one of those games that they don't, they don't, um, they don't get rid of the gameplay style or what made that game fun to begin with in order to favor new people right. playing it. You know, they all I did was update the graphics tremendously. It looks it's a beautiful. Looking it game. is. It's very beautiful. Um, game. So anyway, uh, my top 10. We're going to start our start off with number 10 Destiny 2, which you mentioned. Right. Uh, that I had a ton of fun with that game this year. Uh, the only problem that I have with that game is like once you reach a point, you're just done. It's kind of short, you know, and then unless you're playing PvP, uh, we we for a while were playing in-game stuff and trying to get into a raid, and then none of us could get to the power level that you needed to get to to start raiding. Yeah. And it was constantly going, you would go to a planet and constantly fight the events that would go on in that planet over and over and over again. And it was having the Destiny 1 syndrome for me where it was just too repetitive. I did thoroughly enjoy the storyline. I enjoyed the game. The uh, everything about it was really good. I just wish the in-game stuff could be done better. Uh, number nine is Metroid Samus Returns. I am still working through that game and I'm yeah. still enjoying it. I I really wish that they could fix the controls to not be so damn complicated. Uh, but every time I'll put it down and pick it up in a couple weeks later and still remember how to play it. So obviously it's working. So um, number eight is Resident Evil 7. Uh, this game is fantastic if you're into horror games and if you have VR, it's a must own, um, or PSVR specifically, it's a must own. This game really, really freaks me out, especially when you're playing it in VR, playing it in VR puts you in that mansion and puts you in that house. These enemies, these characters, these really creepy, like crazy characters are so scary. And when you have that, those goggles on, you are in that house. I don't know how else to describe it. VR is, is they made this game perfectly. It sounds VR. like I need to try that one on VR. You do. It's see it's, if I, see if I can so wrap my mind man. around it that way. It's, it's, it's amazing to me that they were able to nail the fact that, or make you feel like I, I would have people, Amy sitting next to me while I'm playing this and I have my headphones in, have the VR goggles in, on and playing through this game. And in my mind, I'm in this mansion. And then when she just touches me, it, kind of snaps me out of it a little bit and I'm just freaking freak. I'm just freaking out, man. It's just so scary. 
And that alone is the reason why Resident Evil 7 gets it for me. Um, completely immersive gameplay. Uh, number seven, we just talked about it earlier, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And I'm enjoying that game enough that I think it's deserving to be on my list. Yeah, It's a little bit high on the list just because I'm not super into it or far into it. I think I'm about 10 to 15 hours into it right now. Um, number six, Cuphead. Cuphead is fantastic. I've heard a lot of bitching about that game. Oh, it's so good, man. The graphics, the animation style. I think the animation's cool. I don't, the gameplay is obviously classic style gameplay, but I've heard a lot of bitching about the difficulty level of it. It's hard. People saying it's too hard. It's not too hard. It's hard, but it's not too hard. It's one of those games that you have, it's, you do it over and over and over again until you get it. Right. It's, it's one of those that you have to learn the patterns and, once you learn the patterns, then you can do it. And people don't have the patience to deal with that. And I understand it's, if you don't have the patience to deal with it, that's fine. But it, these bosses and levels, they're not very long. So you can play it over and over again. And when you die, it puts you right back into the level. So there's the lo- the load times are not ridiculous or right. anything. So, uh, yeah, Cuphead is fantastic. And on top of that, I get to play it with my daughter. She loves it too. So it's, oh, yeah. it's a good family centered yeah, cool. game. Yeah, that's cool. Um, number five, I haven't talked about this on the podcast. I don't think, but persona five, I think it came out right before we started doing the podcast. Uh, but I was totally into that game. Um, when it came out, so it came out in like April or May. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> the art style is really, really great. The characters are really great. That's the one thing about persona games. They're really good at building characters. Right. And you grow to really love these characters and uh, persona five is no different. Um, it is equally as good and you get to explore this, this world that they live in and uh, really kind of grow your, your affections for the other characters through different ways of playing the game. And it's, it's a lot of fun. It, I haven't beat it yet. I had to set it aside to play something else. I don't remember what it was now, but if you are a fan of Persona games, there's absolutely no reason why you haven't played Persona 5 yet. So, number four, The Evil Within 2. Weevil Within 2. Weevil Within 2 gets gets a gets a high up spot for me. I like I said, you've been talking about, about it a lot. Enough. I'm telling you guys, if you have a chance to play that, I absolutely recommend it. It's a, it's a game that anybody can play really. Um, but don't play it around your kids if you have young kids. <laughs> uh, number three, we already talked about it. Uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. That game is so good. We had I Diet Fortnite, huh? Said Diet Fortnite. Diet Fortnite. More like Diet. I mean, get it? Because it's lay the egg. (laughs) (laughs) It's. I'll stop demonizing your uh, your choices. One day, when you have the chance to play it, you'll see what I mean. But until then, I love that game. And I don't know that I would have remembered to put this game on my list had I not played it again last night. Because I, not that I forgot about it, but I forgot how much fun I have playing that with my friends. Like, I didn't want to go to bed when I did. It's just like, I have to go to sleep. I have to. I was still wired. But my kids are going to wake me up early. And I know they are. And I have to get some sleep. So I had to stop. But we had so much fun with that. So PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds gets the number three spot. Number two. No surprise to anybody, Super Mario Odyssey. That game is fantastic. 
you have a Switch, you have to have that. If you have a Switch, you have to have Mario Odyssey and you have to have Breath of the Wild, which is my number one, Breath of the Wild. Those two games are the best games to come out on a Nintendo system since shipment like Galaxy. Well, and you see, you keep saying these things and then telling me, but your money would be better spent buying going ahead and buy Skyrim. Is it just for the achievement of finally having the re-release of Skyrim? Well, no, I, I say, OK, I, honestly, I just I think you would get through it quicker than you well, think. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then, and then be, be back done. on Skyrim. Yeah. <laughs> um, because it's 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 a relatively short game. I think it's about a 10 to 15 hour game. Unless you go back in and try to find all the moons. And, uh, but this, the main storyline is quick, but the time spent with that storyline is so great. Like everything about it, it, it's, it's, I can't speak highly enough. The, uh, the, the worlds that you explore, the characters, everything is so like cute and fun. And the, uh, exploration is amazing. Uh, the controls are amazing. Like it, it's just, everything works perfectly in that game. So yeah, it, it, it definitely gets the number two spot and number one, breath of the wild. We've said more than I could say right. about it. Um, more or less, uh, this is the year for the switch. It is the year that it came out and it is also the best year. I think, I don't think they're going to be able to top it next year. I, I have a hard time thinking, what can they release next year that tops this year? They had an excellent I mean, just probably one of the best launches I can think of in recent memory. Oh, yeah. For a Nintendo product. Yeah, absolutely. It went very well. Yeah. Uh, So that's it, man. Those are good lists. (laughs) I had a good time with it. Yeah, I, I, I had a good time trying to remember what all I played and trying to number these in the order that I liked them, you know, Uh, but it was good. Yeah. So uh, what are you drinking? Yeah, I'm drinking uh, some stuff that you brought me. Another coop. Yeah, another coop offering. Uh, we we're continuing our uh, our gas station uh, spotlight with another brew that Coop Aleworks put out for the sake of the three point shoppers at gas stations and grocery stores. This one is the Coop Briefcase Brown. It's got a cool little dude here, uh, not dissimilar to a Blues Brother, yeah, uh, or uh, Rudy Soho archetype. If you're into Rancid, the punk band at all, uh, you know, in his suit, carrying his briefcase and a beer, wearing his fedora and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a four point uh, gas station beer. Uh, it's a brown ale. Uh, it's got, you know, a little bit of chocolate, a little bit of caramel, a mm-hmm. uh, tiny bit of hop, but I mean, the hop there is barely present at all. It's, it's got more of a coffee, uh, it wash. It, it's, it's got a it. nice, thick, creamy feel about it. Yeah. Know. It's, it's very, very tasty. Um, part of that, that creaminess and that sweetness that is apparent in the body of it is actually from a locally sourced molasses. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, it's got a little bit of hop, a little bit of malt in there, but one of the stronger pieces, one of the stronger notes in there is this, the presence of that molasses. Well, uh, lending flavor and a little bit of smell, some color to it. Uh, it's, it's a tasty beer. Wow. That's a, that's interesting to hear. I, I, for a, again, for another three point beer, 
This is this is really really good beer. Yeah, and actually, this one's a four point. Oh, four point. Yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't to me it doesn't taste like it's uh, a lower percentage of alcohol beer. It, it still has that high. It's still got that body flavor. Yeah. See, it's got uh, you know the 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 spare rib that we drank last week. Right. One of my favorite beers, even being a lower point beer. Uh, one of my favorites, but it still has. Once you drink a couple, well, actually, it doesn't really lend itself to tasting like a gas station beer. The spare rib doesn't. No, it's just a, a lot lighter bodied than this one. Right. Um. Both great beers. Coop- I've never even heard of this one or the other one. I guess I'm I'm totally. I don't ever look in the uh, gas stations at beers, so I, see, I completely. Our next these. episode, so we can just go ahead and close out the story arc with the coop made low point beers. Yeah. We'll be drinking the coop negative split. What, what kind of beer is that? Uh, it is, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, I'll need to look, but I'm pretty sure it is a traditional, uh, like Kolsch Pilsner style. Okay. Uh, pretty simple. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a wheat. I drank it once a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, but we'll be trying it. Awesome. I'm excited. It's, it's a lighter beer. Uh, it's got a really cool, you know logo and design on the front. Yeah. I'd like to know who the designer is. I I feel like I've, I've seen him before. Um, but I can't remember who it was. I'm I, all into the uh, local designer scenes. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. They um, have an in-house designer. Uh, I met him once. I apologize if that guy ever listens to the show, but <laughs> I do not remember your name. Okay. I didn't realize they had an in-house guy. I thought they were at least, at least I, I think it was in-house. Uh, okay. They had like a little studio office initially whenever I toured their facility years ago when they hadn't been open real long. They had an area with like all of the designs set up and it seemed to be a designer's office, but there's a good chance I may be completely incorrect. Well, the dude does solid work. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He he does really great work. Or girl. There may be a lady involved. I think it's a guy. I'm pretty sure it's a guy. I'm I'm pretty sure it is, too. Yeah. Uh, Like um, I said, I think I've met the person that does it. Well, and I've seen his stuff on on on. Oh, where was it? I believe I've seen his website before and saw that he did did work for this. But yeah, dude, that's all the work. Absolutely. So as always, shout out Coop. That's right. I wonder if they're getting sick of shouted out yet. If they've even looked, I, I tag <laughs> them in a lot of the episodes. Let them know that we tried another beer. Sometimes they like it or retweet hey, maybe it. Maybe they need a, a marketing person since you talk enough about it. You could maybe push the beer for them. Just well, a big gaming podcast. Think- not yet sponsored by Coop. <laughs> they uh, look directly into the camera for a second. That way, if they're not watching the video, they can still feel us. So, um, with that, I think I'm done, man. I'm tired of talking. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm good to go as well. And I think it would, was was uh, a good time talking about this stuff. I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do our next episode. So, yeah. So we talked about this before. Did you want to go or? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We talked about this beforehand. Uh, our next recording date is scheduled for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Or Christmas Day, depending Which is on. It's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And then the next available week after that is going to be New Year's. And yeah. I, I bartend. I yeah. work in a restaurant. So that's probably not feasible either. So you guys are either going to get your next episode a week early, mm-hmm. or we're going to have to hold off a few weeks uh, until we get our new episode. But the guarantee is, even if we don't get a new official episode up before the new year, we will get you guys something. That's right. Some sort of snippets, some, something to listen to, something to watch, something to mull over. We'll, we'll get something out to you. I was thinking about my, I have two kids that 
still haven't been interviewed yet and they really want to. So I may put in a little mini show in there interviewing my, my two kids haven't been interviewed. Yeah. Uh, they want to talk about their favorite games and I, I promised them and I just haven't done it yet. Well, that sounds cute. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll probably fit that in. Maybe talk about what they got for Christmas. Ooh. They got a couple. They're going to be getting a couple video games for Christmas that they don't know about yet. Uh, Fat Big could talk at length about a game he refers to as Crash That Plane. Well, here's here, here's what you ought to do. Get your phone out and record, record an interview, send it to me, and we'll just make it a Christmas yeah. special. We downloaded War Thunder. Oh yeah, what's that? It's like a, a war game, like a like a battle game. Like you can you have air battles with like old World War II planes. Yeah. And ground battles with tanks. That it sounds like a perfect little boy game. And <laughs> yeah, we put it on uh the there's like a flight simulator mode where you can test drive yeah. different planes and like free fly without being in battle. And he likes to respawn in the air and crash his plane into different things. Awesome. Dude, that's 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 what, perfect what, for him. What more could you ask for? for no, it's boy? perfect. Keeps keeps him moving. Well, keeps him still, actually, for <laughs> for a few minutes at a time, at least. Yeah. Well, cool. Then I think that sounds like a good done deal. We'll yeah. Do that. Yeah. That sounds like something fun to do. Um, and we'll see you guys again um, in the new year. You Where know? can they find us? They can find us on Twitter at Jab Gcast. I really hoped that you were just going to throw out like a. Oh, no. YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also on YouTube at Jab Gcast or Just a Bit Gaming Podcast. Yes, so, you got to search it out in completion for YouTube. Um, uh, Instagram, SoundCloud. Uh, I don't even know if I want to keep pushing Instagram. I haven't posted anything there for a while. I'd like to. Actually, I am going to. I will. Start we just need to get better at it. We're getting we lazy, need, man. We're we've gotten lazy. lazy. Well, Twitter. We update the Twitter pretty regularly. Twitter. I'm on Twitter all the time anyway, so right. It's fine. Um, but yeah, Facebook. I will. Post, I still post the show notes and stuff there. And if I have inter- any interaction on Facebook, I will definitely uh, discuss things there. But yeah, you can find us on Facebook at JabGCast as well. Yes. Um, if you want to reach out to either of us personally on Twitter, I am at Chumpy Crash and at Bertazoid. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys next. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Merry Christmas.